So as we know, every positive thing can, uh, when taken out of context and misused, it can become a negative thing. It can become a vice. For example, uh, it, it's very good to wash our hands uh, and uh, after they're dirty. But if we take it to the extreme and we spend two to three hours, uh, two to three, even 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes washing our hands, uh, more whatever, more than a few minutes, then it can be very destructive. It's good to keep a clean place of living. But if we spend uh, eight hours every day cleaning, uh, scrubbing the same surface because of an OCD type of situation, then that's uh, kind of uh, that's not so good. Uh, it's It's very nice to for example, uh, keep in touch with, with family and friends. But if we uh, take that to the extreme and we're sending thousands of text messages a day, where are you? Have you uh, uh, walked to the end of the hallway yet? And so forth. That's no good. So we say that uh, any positive thing uh, uh, that uh, in, in context and moderation properly kind of uh, thought about and applied, if, if, if taken out of context, misapplied, can become a negative thing. So one of the things here uh, that we can watch out for is uh, something that in itself we would think is the epitome of uh, meaning the kind of the, the most positive and yet can easily become not so. And that would be something that might be called virtue, meaning uh, we say that uh, it is possible. First off, how do we define virtue? That's the question. There's uh, uh, many ways we can define it, but the way that that is here most susceptible to uh, being uh, abused and that we would want to watch out for is the notion that uh, uh, there is a, a set of rules that I can follow so as to be a good person, so as to be on the right side uh, of reality. And uh, simply if I follow these rules, then I will, uh, I'm all good. Right? So these rules can, can be in light of um, uh, practical reasons, in light of uh, societal, social reasons, in light of pedantic reasons. Uh, but uh, the, the idea would be that uh, they, they are a set of rules. So, for example, I think that if I, I say please and I say thank you and, and I, uh, you know, hold the door open, that makes me virtuous. If I uh, attend the, the peace rally and I support the right causes and I say the right things, that makes me virtuous. And the more sophisticated version, that's that's clearly enough, uh, kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit silly. But uh, the more sophisticated version is even something like uh, uh, what we absolutely should be very, very cautious of, which is uh, not stealing, uh, not uh, lying, at least defined as uh, uh, bending the truth for our own good. Uh, maybe if somebody says, "Does this look bad or good on me?" And we say, you know, it looks good when we, we really we don't think so. We might not define that as lying. We might, but we might not. But uh, certainly the kind of lying where we say, oh, no, no, no. This car uh, is, is totally uh, never was never in any accidents. And we're selling our car that's been in 10 accidents, something like this. So so as, as important as it, is, as it is, excuse me, to not lie. To not cheat, to not steal, to be very careful with keeping our word and, and how we speak. These are the absolute fundamentals of, of any kind of higher human development and nothing is possible without having checked off those boxes. And yet even there, it, it can turn into a vice when we begin to think that that is for its own sake. Meaning, uh, I, I do the right thing uh, simply uh, because uh, 
it's the right thing. And for no other uh, reason whatsoever. Now, on, on, one, on the one hand, also we have to be careful because that could absolutely be a, a great way to state it. If I do the right thing for an ulterior motive, because I suppose that ultimately it, it will return to me in a selfish way, that is not the truly virtue. That's not truly the right thing. For example... I might be a five-star seller on the internet and I might be extremely beyond honest with each and every sale of mine. But if the reason is not because I give one hoot about the customer and his or her needs and all of this, but because I want that five-star rating and I want to continue to have a successful business so that I could feed myself and pay the rent and live and do what I want, then that's perfectly fine. We're certainly not that criticizing it, but that's not what we would call actual morality or virtue. That's just utilitarian animalistic calculations. Uh, If uh, I was in an environment such that I needed to be dishonest and I needed even to rob and and to uh, perhaps even to murder, to do whatever it takes in a rough part of town, in a rough nation, then that's what I would do because I'm looking out for my own interest. I want to feel the way I want to feel. I want to feel uh, uh, powerful and dignified and in control and satisfy all of my desires and do what I want. But it just so happens that the way to do so here is to be extremely scrupulous with my business. Uh, did you like your order? Is there a, there's a, a little uh, kind of a dent, dent here on the phone that I'm selling you or on the technology or something? It's like super honest, right? And yet it's not really honest because it's not uh, or it's not honest in the ethical way because it comes back to the the, the selfish uh, animalistic uh, self from which all of these things are are occurring. So in that sense, uh, we want to do the right thing because the right thing. But in another sense, we don't. And that is the sense that the game does not stop there. The, the, the trip does not end there. Meaning, I do the right thing like a machine, like a robot, and that's it. And that's it. And I do it just to do it so I can do it another day. We would say no. Right? There are uh, uh, cultures and there are uh, folk ways such that stealing and, and lying and being impolite is is unheard of. It's a, it's like oh, it's a huge taboo, and yet we see that that would also not be real virtue if simply it's an automatic type of thing. So, what would we consider to be real virtue? Right? We would say that uh, if we can recognize that our true good uh, lies outside of the confines of our narrow. Uh, animalistic, uh, uh, selfish, uh, psychological self. And we realize that to get to that true good, we need to uh, uh, break out of ourself uh, uh, solely by holding on to the rope of truth. Uh, and then everything that we do will will hopefully move us in that direction. And that's what we would call real virtue. Meaning real virtue is concerned with the absolute good, with the summum bonum, to so say, with the highest good uh, that uh, any... Uh, a living entity can aspire to. It's not concerned with anything less than that. For example, to uh, uh, follow uh, norms, to follow folkways, to follow rules, just to follow them, and so forth and so on. We're interested in making something of ourselves as an existent entity, of taking uh, uh, our uh, uh, low base, initial, vulgar, natural, animalistic selves and, and transforming them into something that has intrinsic, inherent worth. And that, of course, is not easy. And it cannot be done simply by saying, I'm a good person. It cannot be done simply by donating money to the right cause. It cannot be done simply by following rules, saying please and thank you and holding doors open. And it also can be done via an unconscious 
uh, unwitting uh, conformity to the rules of propriety. For example, I won't steal just because I was taught not to steal. In my family, they don't steal. In my family, they don't lie. In my family, they don't cheat. Things like this. It can only be done through a conscious, witting pursuit of uh, uh, the, the highest ideals uh, uh, the, in life that uh, uh, sentient creatures can wrap their minds around. Now, again, in subservience uh, to that pursuit, obviously, the only the strictest standards of propriety and, and honesty are called for. Why? Because the, the uh, real good lies in real reality. It doesn't lie in our fantasy, correct? For example, uh, for me, I feel like uh, my true good will be served in my uh, uh, fairy tale land that I just made up yesterday. I read this fairy tale book where I'm a prince or a princess and I'm in the cloud and I'm going to live forever. And soon, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hansel and Gretel are going to lower their hair down or whatever the story is. And the knight in white shining armor is going to come. And then for 10 million years, I'm going to live at the top of the golden mountain. So I just made this up, right? It's it's fiction. So consequently, can my true good uh, as a, as a real self-existent sentient being be found in this fictional story that I just made up in my head? No, it can't be for entertainment or to put a kid to sleep, sure, but my actual true good cannot be found therein. No more than I can make up a, a, a something like, you know, I can breathe through my toe, you know, tape up my mouth and my nose because I can breathe through my toe and I can eat through my pinky finger, right? And who knows? <laughs> so I, that, that's it. I, I, I Tape up uh, my, my whole face. I, I don't really need it. That's not how it works. Our, our real physical needs can be met in reality with our mouth, with our nose, with our digestive system and all of that. So it's the same thing. Our real true good as sentient beings can be met in the context of reality, of truth, of what there really truly is and not in the context of what we make up. So that would be the idea as to why we have to be super duper honest and scrupulous with our behavior, with our thought, with what we say, with what we think, with what uh, all, all these things. Uh, because if we don't, it's very, very easy. There's few easier things in the world than to depart into fantasy land. We have an absolute need for dignity, for self-esteem, for control. And we function within the context we find ourselves in. So we begin to skew the context a little bit in five minutes perhaps literally, but certainly figuratively, we may be and we almost certainly will be in a complete fantasy land where we are out of touch with reality and yet we're still trying to satisfy our nature. For example, just something general, you know, I want to feel good. Now, what do I do? I find whatever it is, the lines that I have to say to feel good. Now, these lines have me at odds with half the world or 50%, 75%, whatever the case may be. I feel at odds with people. I feel alienated from the world. It makes me feel bad. I turn to some other kind of falsehood, to some kind of nonsense that I read up uh, and, and go with it. Now, my pride gets involved, my self-esteem, my dignity. Now, I'm alienated more. Now, I'm more, uh, do it again. The cycle repeats. I'm not careful with what, what I uh, uh, do. I still, I justify it. I say it's not so bad, meaning you deserved it. I'm special uh, because, uh, you know, I can steal, but you can't steal from me. I lie. I can lie, but you can't lie to me. I break my promises and commitments because I want to feel free, even for myself. I can do that, but you can't do that. So it means this animal psychological self that, that I'm trapped in, that I want to escape, is preeminent and predominant. It's the center of the universe. Now I'm a narcissist. I'm an egoist. Now everybody hates me. I hate everybody, right? So very, very easily, very, very quickly, we can fall off into the deep end of fantasy and delusion just from not being 
to scruple us with our ways just from uh, starting when, when we're little kids and we say, no, I didn't steal the cookie from the cookie jar. Uh, the dog ate the homework, these kinds of things. Unfortunately, chances are we don't have parents and or guardians that'll check us and that'll make sure that we're on the path of truth. We say whatever it takes to feel good, to feel like we want to feel in key de- developmental times, and it goes on from there. And by the time that we're whatever uh, adult age, we're, we're completely in our fantasies, and then that doubles, triples, quadruples until by the uh, uh, kind of our, our later years, if we're lucky enough to get there, we're, we're so, 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 so far from reality. We're so cut off from any true being, any true life, any true existence, any true humanity, any true uh, anything. Uh, we're, we're just, uh, it's, it's a really horrific end. And uh, it's not only in cases where uh, uh, we uh, fell into doing something truly uh, uh, flagrantly uh, horrific, like uh, serial killing or something like this, but it's also in cases where we're simply not careful with our word. We're simply uh, not careful with possessions. We take a little something here. We lie a little bit here. We cheat a little bit here. So we see that in order to attain any true good in life, we have to be super duper careful with all of those things. Make no mistake. We have to be super duper honest. No question about it. And if we haven't been, we have to make amends. We can't say, no, that was the past. All the times I've stolen, I've manipulated, I've cheated, all these things. Let's just leave that aside. No, I have to go back through it all and I have to deal with it and make it conscious and correct any errors that I can and, and, and get myself on a different path going forward. But with that said, that still wouldn't be the end. The point is not to be pedantic. I'm just honest to be honest. I, I'm, uh, I don't steal to not steal. I tell uh, the truth to tell the truth. Now it would be because I want to pursue the highest good which certainly involves everybody else. It's not a selfish, uh, narrow thing at the expense of somebody else, but I want to pursue the highest good. And for that, I need to be, uh, I need to stick to the highest standards of whatever we would call it, virtue, ethics, uh, the truth, whatever we want to say. So that's the idea. Uh, uh, keep that in mind and not turn uh, uh, what certainly is necessary and, and very, very good and very, very important into something uh, uh, that, that it's not. All right, so we can think about it. Thank you for listening.